All right, all right, all right. Let's get it going, man. It's uh, special editions time, but before we get started. It's Reduce Lunch Sports. It's Reduce Lunch Sports. It's Reduce Lunch Sports. <laughs> All right, yeah, man, we back, but we back with a special edition. All right, you know, we're here today uh, to review the decade, the 2010s. Um, a lot of great sporting things have taken place in this decade, um, and we're here to talk about it. So before we get going, of course, I'm your man's Desiree L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists in the building. And this your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. We back for the decade episode. Yes, sir. So uh, we got a special guest to the building as well. My main man, Papa Gary, is back in the building with us. Y'all heard him on the previous episode before. We're going to get him in here shortly. Uh, we loaded, man. We're going to talk uh, NBA, NFL, MMA, WWE, college football, the Olympics. Uh, we're going to have a couple of call-ins as well to you know, cover this entire decade. Of course, we're not going to get to cover everything, uh, but we're going to do our best to, I guess, uh, tell some stories, you know what I'm saying, and just really talk about how this decade uh, in sports has Im- impacted us personally and so on and so forth. All right, but um, we have a special uh, top five this week. Um, now, this is a doozy, man. You got 10 years of, of, of teams winning Super Bowls, NBA Finals, college football championships, everything. But we're going to give our top five teams uh, of the decade. And, uh, you know, before we get going with that, of course, of course, of course. So this is our top five special edition. All right. Uh, Black, what's up? We're going to kick it off with you, man. Hey, man. Um, um, yeah, man. Dec- uh, the, the top five teams of the decade, man. This was, and once again, this was a tough one uh, all around. But um, I got, uh, at number five, I got the 2010 Los Angeles Lakers. The back-to-back champs got them at number five. At number four, this- I ha- <laughs> at number four, I have... I have the 2000, 2017 New England Patriots to come back 28 down from, against Atlanta huh. at number four. At number three, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have the 2013 Florida State Seminoles. Okay. Uh, it's the greatest moment uh, of my life. You know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Florida State guy. That's my team. But, yes, I Facts. got them at number three. At number two. At number two, I have the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers at number two. Mm. Three one down. Uh, one of the, another one of the greatest things I ever seen. LeBron, Kyrie, they was able to get the job done against against the defending champs and uh Golden State Warriors. And at number one, I have the 20 and 12 Miami Heat. Mm. Uh. The team that beat the the beat the thunder. Okay, so that's my top five for the decade teams. Mm, interesting. Yeah, interesting with that Patriots pick. 
that you got in there. Uh, but hey, okay, we're gonna roll with it. All right, so my goal, you know, for me, uh, number five, I got a 2015 UConn women's basketball team. Uh, they went 38 and 0. Statistically, they were the most dominant uh, female women's basketball team of all time. Took no prisoners, crushed everybody. Um, really talented team there. Uh, my number four team is the 2016 Golden State Warriors. Uh, KD's arrival uh, when he got there, virtually unstoppable. You couldn't guard them. You couldn't switch on them. You couldn't double them. I mean, what you was going to do? They took care of the Cavs, and I think they swept them, I think, in the finals. Four games or nothing. So um, just impressive, no matter what you think about it. Uh, number three for me is the 2012 USA men's basketball team. Kobe Bryant's last run in the Olympics. I believe it was LeBron's last run in the Olympics as well. Just so much talent there. You know, when the Olympics comes around, you get to see all these great players play together and you get to see the tier uh tier one tier two the starters to the bench players on the basketball team and just usa basketball team and they were just loaded man and of course they won the gold medal number two the 2013 florida state seminoles uh what a magical ride that was for us um james winston comes in as a freshman and um me and black were together the night we went into clemson i think clemson was ranked number three or number five or something in the country the stadium was rocking over a hundred thousand and me and black was nervous we used to have lockdowns uh, where it was just me and Black watching the games and no one else could come over. But uh, we prevailed big time that night. And, of course, we went on to win the Rose Bowl, defeat Auburn, uh, to become national champions. And for me, number one is the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers who came back down 3-1 to win the NBA championship against, quote-unquote, the greatest team record-wise in the NBA, 73-9 Golden State Warriors. Such an amazing moment. And we're going to get into depth, in depth uh, with, with that team uh, here shortly. So that's our top five. Um, and we're going to gonna have a phone call uh, here as well. We're going to call, you know, one of, one, of, one of my people, man, uh, a good friend of mine. He's a big, big sportsman. He's been on the show before, uh, Mr. Charles Evans. And we're going to see if we can get him uh, on the phone to give us his take on um, his team of the decade. Moments of the decade with teams. So let's see if we can get Charles on the line. Hello. How you doing, Charles Evans? Is this Charles Evans? Oh, yeah, you got it. Thank you, sir, for joining us on the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, sir? Hey, pretty good, pretty good. So me and Black, you know, we're here sitting and uh you know we want to ask you something man you know we just got finished giving our top five teams of the decade and uh you know you're you're a sportsman me and you kick it we talk a lot of sports when we're together and can you tell us you know one of your favorite teams of the decade and why why are two teams that you may have of the decade and kind of tell us why these teams stick out to you well the two teams i got for the decade is the uh, 2019 u.s women's soccer team Okay. Just because you've never seen a level of dominance from a, from really any team on the world stage. That's they, right. Uh, won That's a good one. Three world, three world Cups. The only women's team to ever win three, or any team, men or women, to ever win three World Cups. Oh. That's what they said. Okay. So that's one of them. And the other one is the 2018 Boston Red Sox. Mmm. 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 Mm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> over, over 100 wins. Never mm-hmm. lost more than two games in the in the uh, postseason. Right. Another World Series title. Mm-hmm. You got an MVP on the team. Yes. And Mookie Betts. I mean, it was pretty much phenomenal. It really wasn't a question of if they was going to win. It was just going to be how long until it was over. Oh. Uh, and you're saying that because I'm assuming you're a fan. 
I mean, it's pretty much part of the reason. <laughs> yeah, you and Black got something to come. He's also a Red Sox fan. <laughs> yeah. So, Ain't no um, wrong with that. yeah, yeah. So you say go Yankees. But, um, <laughs> so do you have any other moments from the decade? Anything that just sticks out to you in particular? Any sport? Um, anything that may just stick to you? Uh, a moment from the decade? You know, I hate, I hate to say it, and you know, I hate to say it, uh-huh. but. The the Cavaliers coming back coming back from three one. Uh huh. You know, thank God LeBron had Kyrie on that team to get that title. Mm. Now what we're oh, not gonna wow. do now, now. Hey, hey, Charles, hey. you can't do that, man. Calling hey. in on the show like that, man. You cannot do that. <laughs> Come on, Charles. Hey. You can't you can't say he had Kyrie. Come on now. Hey you... now. I'm just I'm just, hey, look, as a moment in the decade, that was a fantastic series. <laughs> Came back. Hey, I'm not, I'm not gonna go no further. I don't wanna hurt nobody's feelings. I'm just on the I'm love podcast. <laughs> So, okay. you know, other, you know, that's, that's a big one that was big for Bron, big for the city of Cleveland, right. you know, big for his legacy. So I'm not going to take that away from him. That was huge. Right. And coming back against that team, you know, I, I don't think anybody thought they was going to do it. So no, well, so a lot maybe of people, one person a lot of people did. made money. Maybe one person believed, maybe one. Yeah. Probably LeBron. <laughs> maybe Savannah. Terrible. <laughs> Okay, Charles, you know, we just wanted to give you a call, man. We just, you know, we appreciate your support, you know, listening. And, and this is your second time being on the show. So we just want to give you a call and, you know, get your thoughts on the decade, man. We appreciate you calling in today. Hey, not a problem. Thank you for calling me. Yes, sir. Hey, you take it easy, man, and we'll get up with you soon. All right. Have All right. Night. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. So, yeah, that was my man, Charles Evans, uh, giving his spill uh, on his teams of the decade, which was interesting. U.S. women's soccer team, they were yeah. dominant. And then the twenty six dominant team, yeah, and the twenty sixteen Boston Red Sox. He's right; they won over hundred games, never lost two games uh, in the playoff series in the playoffs. So they were a very, very dominant team. All right, up next, we're going to play a clip. I, I put together this montage, Black, of um, some of the greatest sound bites of big moments uh, of the decade. So we're going to play this, and then we're going to swing it right into uh, the National Basketball Association. As LeBron James and the Cavaliers win the NBA championship, have a celebration. Just underway in the city of Cleveland. Let's go to Doris. Mike, overcome with emotion is exactly how I would describe LeBron's reaction as he shares a hug with Kyrie. We'll get in a minute, but he is still crying tears of joy. LeBron. I'm sorry, Doris. No, no worries, Kyrie. LeBron. As soon as that buzzer sounded, your emotions let loose. Can you describe what you're feeling right now? I set out a goal two years when I came back to bring a championship to the city. I gave everything that I had. I poured my heart, my blood, my sweat, my tears to this game. And against all odds, Against all odds, I don't know why we want to take the hardest road. I don't know why the man above gives me the hardest road, but it's nothing the man above don't put you in situations that you can't handle. And I just kept that same positive attitude, like, instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland, this is for you. Oh. Toss to White. Come back. 
record-setting crowd, and everyone came to see Rowdy Ronda. Ronda over the top. Good head movement by Holly. Ronda's chasing her, but Holly's getting out of the way, and cutting angles, ducking. Ronda connected with that hand, though. There's a straight left again. Holly is starting to show her skills. Ronda starts getting desperate, chasing Holly. Nobody doubts the, doubts the skill everywhere. Oh, she's tagging. Ronda's standing right in front of her, and she's not taking her head off the center line, and her face is getting lit up right now. Wow, wow, wow. This is incredible. Never have we seen this. Beautiful. Can she Beautiful. She's hurt. She's hurt. She's hurt. Six-yarder, it's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. <laughs> They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow! Oh my God! Auburn wins! Auburn has won the Iron Bowl! Auburn has won the Iron Bowl in the most unbelievable fashion you will ever see! I cannot believe it! 34-28! And we thought a miracle in Jordan Hare was amazing! Oh my Lord in heaven! Chris Davis just read it! 109 yards, and Auburn is going to the championship. Yeah, so the, 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 those were uh, a bunch of sounds uh, just over the decade, all over the place, 2014, 13, 11, uh, 2016, uh, just a lot of different sounds. I just put together in a montage just to give a feel for the decade. Brad, do you, do you remember what we was doing that night? I just wanted to ask you, do you remember what we was doing that night? I think we was out to eat. We was out to eat. At Wasabi. We were standing in the waiting lobby, I think. I think. I think that when that happened, that just messed up our whole night. 
It just it's, it, it it didn't mess up our night, but it well, just we wanted Alabama. That's all we could. That's all we could really could really yeah. think about because we wanted Alabama. We had our eyes set on Bama. We wanted you Bama know? for the championship. We wanted Bama, mm-hmm. but hey, the football gods uh said otherwise. Auburn gave us all we can handle now. <laughs> Auburn Auburn made it made it tough on us to win that that title that year. All right, so let's get into it. All right, we're gonna go go into the uh National Basketball Association. We're gonna cover the decade there. So, Black, you know, uh, Bleacher Report put out an article uh, this week of their top 50 players uh, of the decade. And um, we're going to name out at least the top 10 on the decade. I'm going to go from 1 to 10, all right, because we already know who number 1 is. All right, they had LeBron James at number 1 uh, throughout the 2010s. Uh, second place, they had Kevin Durant at number 2. Uh, number three, uh, they had Steph Curry. Um, before I go to number four, Steph Curry just magnificent, man. And, and we're going to get into who we feel the top players are from that decade. But he was just magnificent, man, in, in the 2010s, if you really sit back and look at it. Uh, and number four, they had uh, Kawhi Leonard at four. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. And, and, and I'm, not saying interesting. I'm, I'm not saying I'm disagreeing, but they had him at four. And we're going to do five here. And at number five, they had James Harden at number five. Mm. All right, at number five. For, that was their top five out of the top 50 uh, players of the decade. So, Black, uh, just going to the NBA, just throughout the year, you know, what you looking like uh, with your top players uh, from the decade, who you got and why? Yeah, um, my top players, I really didn't have a top five. I just went out, I just went out on the guys that really stood out in the NBA uh, in this decade to me. Mm-hmm. And you, like you said, number one overall, LeBron James. Uh, he's the best in the world. You know, the things that he's done, uh, even, even in defeat, you know, the numbers and averaging a triple-double and the things that he did was is outrageous in this decade. And then number two, I got to give it to Steph Curry, man, uh, the only NBA player to win. To win uh, MVP unanimous, yep. you know, so uh, those two guys stick out more than any any other any other player to me. Mm-hmm. No, no disrespect to Kate, uh, Kevin Durant and the things that he's done, but those two players, I feel like they changed the game. They changed the NBA. Steph Curry, it was it was a big man's league, and he turned into a, a little man shooting league. So mm-hmm. those two guys stuck out uh, in the NBA for me. Okay, uh, for me, of course, number one was LeBron James. Um, just just the 2010s, uh, especially when he got to Miami. His first and second years in Miami, he was virtually unstoppable. Best two-way player in the league. Best perimeter defender in the league. Freaking nature. Can get to the paint. Do whatever he wanted to do. Facilitate. And like I said, he was unstoppable. And when, they, when he got to South Beach and they won those two back-to-back rings, it wasn't easy for Bron to do that. And, you know, when they did it, you know, it, it was a great feeling. And Bron was leading that boat. Uh, I also have uh, Steph Curry. To me, if, if LeBron wasn't so dominant all around, Steph probably be number one because of what you said. Like, he changed the game. He did. We was relying on big men. Who's the next big man to come out the draft? But nah, Steph Curry just started pulling that thing up from 30, ripping the <laughs> net, letting it go. And then, you know, you got Klay Thompson right there next to him. And you, we looking at this team at Golden State. Like, man, like, who are these dudes? Like, they just letting it rain. They getting you out the paint. And then they came together, like you rarely see these days. These boys got drafted together. Steph, yeah. Clay, Draymond, they won championships with this style of basketball. So Steph, you know, he changed the game. First ever unanimous MVP, back-to-back. 
uh, MVPs uh, as well. And, you know, just I almost had him number one, but I'm not going to disrespect uh, LeBron James. And then I'm going to throw in KD, Hart, and Westbrook. Like, they lost to Braun them in that finals, and then they all three broke off and became MVPs. And I just want to start with KD. He the greatest scorer of basketball, one of the greatest scorers of the basketball, maybe one or two or three, however you want to put it. But he's seven feet tall. He got a handle, and he changed the game as well. Because before him, we just seen a Dirk Nowinski, a big man. Of course, he don't get the handle like KD. He can't move and bopping, you know, crossover like KD. But KD was like, you. he looking like he a 6'3 guard out there doing the things. He doing pulling up, going to the rack. Just a freak, bro. And I don't think we've seen a player like him. We've never have. I don't think we've seen a player like him before or since he's been in the league. Um, and then I, I'm a huge fan. I got Westbrook ahead. Of Kawhi Leonard. And the reason why I have Westbrook because that motor, that energy. Everybody was saying players ain't the same. Like my pops. He like back in the 80s, players are go, 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 go nonstop. This dude, Westbrook, was out of control. You know what I'm saying? And and just vicious. And he grew into a hell of a player, an MVP averaging a triple double the first time ever. Mm. No one's ever done this since Oscar Robinson. Like, that's something to say. Like, we can't just sweep that under the rug. And not only has he had a triple-double one year. He did it two years in a row. He did it two years in a row like it's nothing. And I don't think people really, like, show that the respect that it deserves. And James Harden, in my opinion, the greatest scorer of basketball I've ever seen in my life. He's consistently doing this. Consistently being deadly. Step-back threes, creating moves, going to the cup, dunking on dudes. Like, he's just unstoppable offensively. Like, if you can hold James Harden to 30 points, this is what the, this is what the scout reports are saying. Oh, if we can hold him to 30, we got a chance That's to win. A win. Like, yeah. what? Hold him to 30, you got a chance to win? Nah. So, those are my top players uh, of the decade. I want to get Papa Gary in here um, just to get his sentiments on the past decade, what he's seen, um, who sticks out to him, and, 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 and you know, Kind of give us some some knowledge, Papa Gary. Hey, thank you for uh, having me on the show, D. Yes, sir. And Black. Yes, uh, sir. It's a it's an honor. Um, but as far as the NBA goes, I'm not. And you you both know that I'm not a big LeBron fan. <laughs> but I have to give him his props. Absolutely. With that being said, I was just reading a publication from the ABS CBN News Sports. Uh, part of it and they said Steph Curry is the player of the decade mm -hmm. and the reason and why is because of the impact that he made with the three point shot I got you LeBron the best player mm -hmm. but the impact that Stephon Curry had okay. on the NBA was more profound than what LeBron did I got you um, uh, the, the championships the MVPs mm -hmm. The outrageous range that he just <laughs> opened up in the NBA Deadly. is just unreal. Deadly. I mean, he would come out. I think one game against Oklahoma, he pulled up with six seconds left in the game from yep. the half court. Just and inside. shot it like it was a free throw. All net. But um, with that being said, I say Steph Curry, number one. Okay. LeBron, number two. Kevin Durant, number three. Okay. James Harden, number four. And I'm about to give Russell Westbrook his props. Mm -hmm. Outstanding, dynamic, athletic. Yes. Mean player. Aggressive. <laughs> yes, sir. So 
those those are my players for the NBA. Okay, all right. Appreciate you, Papa Gary. You know, shed some light on the National Basketball Association uh, greatest players of the decade. So we're going to transition into our best championship wins of the decade. And I don't know about you, Black, but I had a lot of fun uh, reliving the decade, all the championship moments in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, Black, kind of shoot us uh, some of your moments, man, that touched you and uh, uh, teams who won the title in the National Basketball Association. Yeah, so I'm going to go, uh, my first one, it's, it, it, it was tough because I'm not a Lakers guy, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big Lakers guy, but I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, so I got to go to 2010, Los Angeles Lakers, uh, uh, getting redemption on uh, the Boston Celtics to win their second championship. Kobe gave everything he had, and if it weren't for guys like Ron Artest, Paul Gasol, uh, Derek Fisher, Andrew Bynum, Andrew Bynum, all of them, Lamar Odom, all of them coming through mm-hmm. to get him his championship finally over the Boston Celtics. That was a great championship uh, of this decade. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Cavaliers coming from 3-1 down. Yep. You know, the greatest comeback ever, I feel like, in basketball. Mm-hmm. We've never seen anyone come back from 3-1 down. So that championship right there uh, is always going to be in the record books, always going to be remembered and it sits by itself mm-hmm. and then the <clears throat> then the 2017 uh 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 the warriors i'm sorry uh kevin durant first year total dominance 16 year S- 16 year total dominance uh the things that these guys were doing when kd got there even even before but when kd got there it just went to a a totally different level sweeping the defending champs in four games uh KD coming down in LeBron face, dagger three pointers in his face. I mean, just silencing the Cleveland crowd, telling him to get out of here Tough. to win his first championship uh, ever in his career. Tough. So that was another uh, special championship moment in the decade as well. Yeah, for me, I have three. Uh, um, and I'm going to start with, I believe, I think it was a, so I don't have it right in front of me, so forgive me. I think it's a 2012 Miami Heat, the one when they beat the Spurs. I believe that was 2012. Um, look, man. Look, that team that, that San Antonio had, they, they was loaded like the Heat. Parker, Ginobili, Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, Patty Mills. Like, they had snipers out there. Like, this team was loaded. And it was a real war. And a lot of people didn't feel the Heat was going to overcome. Like, let's keep it real. The Spurs had a better roster, but the Heat had the superstars. And the superstar on their team. And for that game six to play out like it did, just the presence of mind for Chris Bosch to get the rebound after LeBron missed the three. Bosch gets the rebound. Just know, just for just to see him know where Ray Allen was. If people, if y'all go back and look at that, that that's a genius NBA basketball IQ. He gives it to Ray Allen in his spot. In his spot. Corner three, boom. I mean, I mean, just just be- <laughs> that's a high pressure, high collision moment, man. And for it to happen like that, man, I had chill bones rewatching it. Like, man, this was awesome, man. Like the Heat fans, they were just going ballistic. So that was a great series. And this next one almost took me out of here, Black. I almost put me in cardiac arrest. Uh, the 2010 Los Angeles Lakers. I knew that one took you out, bro. Um, I remember I had to. We almost had to put you on the stretcher, my boy. I correct, that. correct. Yeah. The year before us losing to Boston in six, like we did, I really wanted that ring. That was Kobe's return, um, back to the NBA Finals after some time. Everything with Shaq, and I really, really wanted that ring. And I hate Boston. 
I hated Paul Pierce. I hated every KG, all that Boston Green. I hated him. I still do hate him. And for Kobe just to give everything he had, man, and we just didn't have enough. And they beat us by like 40 in like game six and sent us on our way. And, you know, Kobe's emotional player. He was crying in the post game. He was the MVP that season. And I was like, man, I don't know if we're going to get back. I don't know. <laughs> and then the basketball guard said, hey, guys. Would you like Paul Gasol on your team? Sure. We would like Paul Gasol on our team. We got Gasol in there. Went to Orlando, got us one. And I was so happy when Boston clinched the East and got back to the finals and we had a chance to knock them off. Seven games of seven games of just pure excellence. I remember the Lakers were down 3-2. Game six in Boston. Everybody was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boston going to take him again. And Kobe said, not so. Derek Fisher said not so. I think Derek Fisher had like six or seven threes that game. Kobe was so clutch. Tony Allen was the best perimeter defender in the game at that time. And he let Tony Allen have it. And ultimately, even Kobe didn't have the best game in game seven of that series. Lamar Odom, Gasol, and Ron Artest kind of got us home. Hey, we did it. Ring number five for my man's uh, Kobe Bryant in 2010 Lakers. And to me, the greatest championship win in any sport. Any sports since I've been alive, 35 years on this earth. I've never seen a greater championship win than Cleveland coming back 3-1 in the NBA Finals against a 73-9 team, or whatever it was. Like, I've, yeah, 73-9, I've never seen a team. You would think somebody's going to lay down when it's 3-1 against that team, yeah. the MVP. They, and then they went to Golden State, Kyrie and LeBron, 40 pieces. 40 pieces. Let's get back to Cleveland. Another 40 piece by both of them going back and then getting back to the Oracle. For the most dramatized <laughs> basketball game I've ever been a part of. And I've, I've seen Mike play. I've seen Kobe play. I've seen it. But the feeling that I got, man, I almost had anxiety watching this game because I wanted LeBron to, and the Cavs to get it done so badly. And they did. In such a beautiful moment, LeBron crying, just, you know, unconsolable, screaming the way he was. It was just a beautiful, beautiful moment, man, to watch Cleveland win. Uh, that championship. So, Papa Gary, you have a championship win that kind of takes your breath away uh, from the decade. Yeah, and I'm, I'm piggybacking on you. You know, I'm a diehard Laker fan. Absolutely. Also. Yes, uh, yes. I, I watched a piece today on Facebook about uh, Kobe, his determination to win without Shaq. Oh, man. And once Shaq left, you know, Shaq was giving him all the grief he wanted and you know he can't do it without me and he can't do this and mm -hmm. I think the next couple of years they went down in four games to Phoenix and five games to Phoenix and he was saying he wanted to be traded and we needed some more help and we bought in Paul Gasol and we went and did it uh. that's my best moment of the decade in the NBA yes sir I mean such beauty yes such beauty Papa Gary yes Yes, yes, man. Just thinking about it, I got him over here kind of yeah, going through it right now. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to keep it going. Okay, so, yeah, so those are our championship uh, memories from the NBA this past decade. You want to transition over into MVPs. Uh, who was your standout MVPs uh, of the decade in the NBA? And I'm going to kick it off here, Black. Um, that 2011-2012 LeBron James MVP where he was, like, literally – unstoppable offensively and defensively. And he was robbed of winning defensive player of the year that year. They gave it to Mark Gasol in Memphis. And I still don't see how 
a perimeter defender who's shutting down perimeter scores in the league, the best you have to offer, don't get defensive player of the year, but you give it to Mark Gasol for what? Who, who was in the league at that time as a hope for what? It's ridiculous. And, and, and y'all skimped LeBron on that, but ultimately LeBron should have won that unanimously. It was only one person to give somebody else a vote, so he should have been unanimous. But that 2011 uh, Bron, LeBron James uh, MVP, and, I mean, how can you not? The 2014-15 Steph Curry MVP season. He changed the game in one season. Changed it. He literally was locked in for 82 games and for a championship. And it was just astounding to see because what Steph Curry did for the game, he made kids around the world who are 5'11", maybe 6'1", six six he made them believe mm-hmm. that if I get my jump shot right, if I can get my handle right, I can go to the NBA. Steph Curry, they say he's 6'3". I don't really know if he really 6'3". I don't think he's 6'3". He might be 6'1 and a half, maybe 6'2". But for him to do what he does... And so good at it. And his craft just really say, hey, if you can shoot the basketball, you can be in the NBA. And he deserved to be unanimous MVP. It wasn't even close to me. So I tip my hat to uh, Steph Curry, man. Black, who are your MVPs of the decade, man? Yeah, man. Um, we had some good MVPs in this decade. Uh, but uh, like you said, the uh, number, one, number one to me that stands out is Steph Curry. Uh, not just the unanimous one, the back-to-back. This man went back-to-back. He went back-to-back for a reason. He changed the game, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. He made, he, he made shooting, shooting the three-pointer exciting. Yep. You know, it put Duncan to the side, and shooting the three is exciting. You see, you, even, even his impact on, on college and high school, you don't see kids want, uh, get a uh, fast break and go dunk. They want to pull up and shoot a three by themselves. <laughs> he changed the game, man, just all around. He changed the game. Yep. And then my other one is Russell Westbrook, triple-double. Okay. How can you forget How can you forget the 2017-2018 Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Uh, triple-double, haven't been done since uh, Oscar, Oscar Robinson. Robinson. Yep. So uh, that was another good one for me as, uh, as well that stood out uh, in the NBA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think overall, uh, this was a very progressive year for the. I mean, excuse me, a progressive decade for the league. New stars were born. Uh, the game changed uh, from being a big man's league to a shooting shooting league. Um, you know, we we just it's Paul Georges and the Kawhi Leonard's and you, you the Cavs won a title. The Warriors won a title. And we ain't, you you ain't never see the Warriors win anything. You know, until them boys got together. Just overall, the NBA is in a great. Uh, place and I think the 2010s for the NBA was uh you know just remarkable man and look forward to see what this new decade is going to bring. I really think the 2000 teams it, it, the 2010s for the NBA was top notch man all the way through. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of these guys that we and whoever follows follows basketball like we was able to see these kids come up from the high school ranks. And yep. then go to some of them go to college. We were able to see them in college. Mm-hmm. So to see them get to the NBA the, at the highest level yep. and achieve the things that they achieve, it was great to see in this decade. And I know we're gonna get many, many more memories from these guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, we're gonna call a fan favorite of the show, uh, a, a guy who just you know he he doesn't hold his tongue. He's just a let it rip. We're gonna call uh, Freddie Bricks into the. Uh, Reduce lunch. Action Sports News Desk uh, podcast here. Hopefully we can get him on the line here. Hello, is this Freddie Bricks? Yeah, 
Yes, yes, it's good. Hello, how you doing? So this is uh, Desiree L. Hicks Jr. of the Sports Desk. How are you this evening? I'm doing swell. How you guys doing? What's up, Black? Fred, what's up, my boy? Ain't nothing, bro. Hey, man. Hey, Fred. You know, we're talking right now about the NBA, just a decade in review of the NBA, man. We just want to kind of get your thoughts, man, on the NBA, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, what, what your thoughts on who, the, your best championship win, MVP, favorite player, whoever. Like, you know, just want to get your thoughts on the mm-hmm. decade of the NBA. Uh, well, the last decade, I really think the, the, NF, the uh, NBA has just grown as much. It's crazy just how in a decade it's gone. I don't know when LeBron joined uh, the Miami Heat, but uh, post uh, previous before that, you had the Celtics get together, but we didn't think that was going to be a thing. We thought, hey, that's three veterans. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They all deserve a ring. You know what I'm saying? They, let's let them go out. And then when you had Bron leave, you know what I'm saying? It was just so shocking, but just to see, like, in this decade, all these years later, because they won a championship. It was, yeah, that was at the beginning of the decade, 2022. Yeah. Um, and just now to see how normal it is and we can have this conversation about who was the best team in a decade. And it's crazy. A team that just joined, like when KD joined the Warriors, that was just yeah. two, like two years and you have to consider them like, damn, yeah. this team might be any team from all these decades. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the ride. Um, I think even the way we cheer about basketball, like the way we look at it is different because. Yep. Look at Braun going to the Lakers now. You can't. It don't even make sense to like just have this hate no more. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's right, weird. Right. The, NBA, the NBA is in a weird spot the way you can watch a team you hate and still love it. It's weird. Absolutely. It's weird. So I know you are a major LeBron supporter. So we we really been juicing on the three one Cavs. Uh, championship <laughs> win probably we're, th- we're 37 minutes in to the uh, episode yeah. and we've juiced the 3-1 win so can you can you take us back to how you felt and what it meant for you to see Braun actually pull that off um, well I can remember we was all um, going out real heavy like the sports bars around that time mm-hmm. and I just kept like we all kind of nervous I remember talking to Black like I remember all of this stuff yep and I'm and I'm looking at these niggas lose and lose and lose, but when they lose, they don't look like they losing because of skill. It just yeah. look like they losing because the Warriors can hit the three ball and, yes. and can just erase anything you trying to do. But mm-hmm. LeBron just had that look in his face to it. It was like it, like we never seen it before. So me, I, no. I can just remember talking out of my ass like. Hey man, we down three one, but look, I remember telling you this. I yep. was like, look, the next game is in Cleveland. Yep. You win that game, yep. you go back um, to this game six at Golden State. No, no, I said if you win that game, it's no way you're losing in Golden State. It's no way. not. And you telling me the last game? No, 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 no. No, no. I'm, I'm doing that wrong. Game five, game five was, was in Cleveland. State. Game five was six. in Cleveland. Game game five was in Golden State. Game six was in Cleveland. Six, that, that was my thing. Game five right. was the thing. I said, bro, all they have to do is win this one game. Fuck yes. Three this one game because they go back to Cleveland like Bron not he's not losing another finals in, no. at his house you know what no. I'm saying like not this way you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I'm like, they, this gonna have to be in Golden State and I was like mm-hmm. who y'all gonna take LeBron in a, in a one game sample the series is over with now it's one more game to play yep. and in the way it ended Kyrie that shot it's Oh it's my the God. moment of the decade. You know what Blessings. I'm saying? Like you, you, you kidding yourself if you say that's not Blessings. The, just the moment of the decade absolutely Absolutely, free. I mean, so, so, so you you said it so beautifully, man. I mean, I just 
I was getting chill bones listening to you speak um, <laughs> about the three one comeback, man. But yeah, so um, yeah, man. Hey, uh, you got anything else to add on the decade before we get you out of here? Um, it's been a great decade for sports, especially for basketball, man. And you know, I'm glad you know, the sports show. Uh, we at least caught the end of the decade. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, we can go into <laughs> yeah. this next decade into, um, you know, another great decade of sports. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Hopefully uh, the decade of shows, man. I uh, appreciate you calling, man. All right, yeah, man. I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all got a little bit of a day before the state. You know what I know I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Mighty Gators. Hey, well, right quick, right quick. So we live <sighs> right now, so... Uh-huh. Uh, I ain't gonna. I'm not even talking. I'm talking the games. Um, I, I gotta. Uh, I know y'all gonna talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all talking about it on this show, but I know y'all gonna get it with the next show. Mm-hmm. But man, what's going on with uh, Clemson, man? We're gonna talk about it, man. We're gonna let it play <laughs> out. All right. All right. We're, we're gonna. We, we're gonna let it play and, out. And, and we Oklahoma never again. That's all I. Uh huh. We're gonna talk about uh-huh. it. Episode thirty-seven uh, <laughs> of the Sports Desk is coming, so we're gonna talk about it. Hey, Fred, hey, all we right, appreciate bro. you calling in, man. All right, and, Fred. Uh, you no know, doubt. we thank you, man. All right. Thank you, all All right, man. Yo. All right, so that was the great Freddie Briggs. Fred was a little chill, thank God, uh, on this episode. We all know Fred. Yeah, we know how vibrant. he can get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little vibrant. Okay, so that's going to wrap up everything NBA of the decade. We're getting ready to transition uh, until the National Football League. And, you know, just for kicks, man. So we're going to transition to the National Football League. Um, what a great decade they had as well. So we're going to start with our top players from the decade uh, of the National Football League. And I'm going to kick it off here. Um, you know, I had to really do my research because I was thinking some players were on the uh, back in the 2008, 2009s. But no, they were actually in this decade. That goes to show you how long it goes, you know, uh, with the decade with 10 years, how much can cover there you can cover there. But for me, it's no particular order. Uh, I had Tom Brady. Uh, I guess so. Tom Brady, number one, um, the GOAT, um, greatest quarterback to ever play. He's not my favorite quarterback, but he is the greatest. And I will not disrespect him. Six Super Bowl championships. I think he won another three, 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 three in this decade, three in this decade. Uh, the most that in any, any quarterback uh, to do this decade. And then I had Aaron Rodgers. Uh, a lot of people are big fans of Patrick Mahomes these days, and they're, everybody's a big fan of how the long ball and, and how you throw the ball and how beautiful it looks. Well, Aaron Rodgers was, it was ghosted when Dan Marino retired, because Dan Marino is probably the greatest thrower of the football ever, but Aaron Rodgers came in, and that thing is beautiful when he let it go. I mean, just the accuracy, the damage that he did after taking over for Favre, got him a Super Bowl ring in this decade. He was Patty Mahomes before Patty Mahomes. Uh, to me, uh, greatest tight end, I think, ever, just talent-wise, Ron Gronkowski. You can't cover him. Six-foot-seven okay. transformer out there. What you going to do to him? The only reason why he won on the field because he was getting hurt. That was it. Other than that, when he was on there, you couldn't do anything with the man. And um, to me, I got Peyton Manning on the back end of his career in Denver, won an MVP, went to two Super Bowls, got him one. He is the first quarterback ever 
to win Super Bowls for two different organizations. Never been done. Now, you had other quarterbacks play for Super Bowls for other teams like Kurt Warner played for the Cardinals, got one with the Rams, um, but you don't really see it. Payne Manning was the first to do so. And last but not least, man, I think the best running back of this decade, hands down, Adrian Peterson. Um, freaking nature when he came out of the University of Oklahoma, almost broke the single season rushing record uh, on his MVP season. You don't see running backs win MVPs. You don't, and he did it uh, this decade. So uh, those are my standout players for the decade, Brady, Rogers, Gronk, Manning, and Adrian Peterson. What you got, Black? Yeah, man. Um, my number one overall, like you said, uh, is the GOAT. Uh, I'm not even going to call him uh, Tom Brady. We call him number 12. Uh, number 12. Uh, 12. 12. Uh, that's the guy. You know, he's always going to be number one. Um, I don't see how it could be any different on anyone's list. Six rings. You know, what, what, what can I say? Mm-hmm. You know, also in this decade, I got Peyton Manning. Got Peyton Manning. Like you said, uh, the only quarterback to win two Super Bowls with two different teams. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite all-time great players, quarterback, one of my favorite quarterback of all time is Mr. Peyton Manning. Yes, so sir. respect to him as well. He's my favorite. And then yep. I got uh Larry Fitzgerald. I got Larry okay. Fitzgerald now. His body of work, mm-hmm. his body of work with uh, different quarterbacks, uh, it's it's it, it ranks up there to, for me. <laughs> Damn it, every know, week. Uh, it, it's like uh, <laughs> even with a third string quarterback, he seems to still do his things. I'm talking about a thousand yards here in and here out, year in and year out. Yeah. So he's another player in my decade. And then um, I have Marshawn Lynch in, in in a decade. I was able to look at some videos. Hmm. And just see Marshawn Lynch, how he took over games for Seattle. Hmm. How he just, <laughs> uh, he ran, basically ran his way to, to getting the Seattle Seahawks to the next round. You know, just the remarkable plays he's had throughout his career in this decade. It's, it's, it, it, it was fun to see. And then, uh, I, and I agree with D. Same thing, Adrian Peterson. Well, running, the only running backs to ever win the MVP. His body of work through the years of this decade is is amazing. Even even in this year, it's still amazing to me. He still got games where he rushed for over 100 yards with two tubs or a touchdown. Yeah. You know, and well, he's 30, 35, 36 years old. Crazy. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy to watch him. So that's, you know, that's who I got who stands out as my players in the NFL. Okay, we're going to swing it over to Papa Gary. Uh, get Papa Gary's take on the National Football League in the last 10 years. Uh, Papa Gary, who stands out to you uh, just throughout the uh, last 10 years of football? Okay, well, my number one is, of course, Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a fan of him, but you got to give it to him. I yes, mean, sir. He's just, he's remarkable. I mean, and he's still playing at a high level. Not so much this year, but in the past years, he's he's been doing it for forever. Yes, sir. Peyton Manning. Mm. Um, the reason I'm, I'm I'm giving it to him, um, just just like Black said, he he uh he won two Super Bowls with two different teams. The only only player to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for him to come back off neck fusion surgery, yeah, yeah, and lead a team to a Super Bowl was yep. remarkable. Absolutely, uh, Drew Brees. Okay, Breezy. Mr. Consistent, Breezy. I mean, most touchdowns ever, uh, most passing yards ever, most five hundred yard passing games ever. Mm. So, I mean, with that, that's enough right there to give you your props. Um. I, you might not like this, but Antonio Brown, he has been dominant mm. in this decade. Mm. More catches in this decade than any receiver in NFL. Mm. So, uh, and then my last hey, one is hey, Russell hey. Wilson. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Sorry, I'm sorry about that, Papa Gary. You say AB. Okay, go ahead. 
And then <laughs> Russell Wilson. Russell okay. Wilson, fourth round draft pick coming in and mm. just took the city city of Seattle mm. on his shoulders and gave them what they've been wanting for years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Should have been two championships. Oh, but Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll wanted Russell to win MVP. So instead of giving it to the the Lynch, mm. you know, but it is what it is. Yes, that's sir. My, that's my five. Okay. Okay. That's a great five. That's a great five there, uh, Papa Gary. All right. So we're going to move on to best championship wins. Uh, of course, we're talking about Super Bowls. All right. Uh, so I'll kick it off here. Um, at first, I got the 2017 New England Patriots taking care of the Atlanta Falcons down 28-3, getting into overtime. Brady pitches it to James White. Touchdown. Brady wins his fifth uh, Super Bowl uh, in uh, 2017. Uh, and for me, probably probably the best game of the decade in the Super Bowl, the 2015 New England Patriots and Seattle Seahawks. Um, the Legion of Boom. That defense, that swag that the Seahawks had, had like Papa Garrett stated, Russell, Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch, Sherm and Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, uh, Browner at the other end of the corner. Like they would just, just loaded that defense. And I just knew Seattle was going to beat New England. I just knew they was. I was like, man, they roughed up Peyton Manning the year before and got their ring. And I just didn't see how as athletic and no nonsense that that defense was that they weren't going to win that championship, but 12, but 12. That fourth quarter was remarkable. Yes, it was. For them to drive down the field, get that touchdown to put New England in position. But like Papa Gary uh, so gracefully said, you know, Pete Carroll took that Super Bowl away from Seattle by not handing it to the Beast yeah. back there. And you, you let Rick Russell Wilson throw and it gets picked off by Malcolm Butler. And that's all she wrote. Tom Brady wins his fourth Super Bowl. So that was, I think to me, that's the best Super Bowl of the decade, uh, the 2015 uh, Pat Seahawks. What you got, Black? Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go, um, and I get my years messed up, but I'm going to go uh, Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning, man. How, how dominant uh, that Denver Broncos defense was okay. against Cam, who ran racket in the NFL that year. I think it was that like 2016, Cam, yeah, two, 2016 Super Bowl. I, so. I mean, Cam and them was destroying everybody in their path. 15 and I 1. I mean, 15 and 1. I mean, just on a roll. And Denver, and Denver came in this thing and, <laughs> and shut it all down. So that's one of the Super Bowls. Von Miller. Von, Mr. Von Miller, and Mr. Wolf. MVP. Yep. So, and then we got uh, the comeback, uh, uh, the, the Patriots uh, against Atlanta. Uh, one of the greatest things, greatest Super Bowls I ever seen in my life. Crazy. May not wanted this guy to win, but number twelve say, uh, not on my watch. Twelve. Um, came through from twenty eight down. Twenty eight three man. To get him a, to get him a another Super Bowl. Yep. And man, uh, I can remember how mad people was. People breaking, pushing their TVs down, oh, yeah, pushing yeah, yeah, radios yeah, 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 down. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were just everybody wants Pissed to see off. the great one lose. But Absolutely. That's why you never bet against them. You know what I'm saying? That's why you never bet against 12. Right, right, and, right. And uh, those are some of the ones that, you know, that stood out to me uh, as well in the NFL. Okay, okay. Uh, let's go. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, we're going to go to our best MVP seasons. MVP season in the National Football League. Um, I got quite a few here. It was, it was kind of tough to kind of uh, stick to one, but... I'm just going to go down very quickly here. Uh, Adrian Peterson's 2012 MVP. Uh, running, first running back in a while to win it. Dominant season. I think he was nine yards short of breaking, I think, Eric Dickinson's all-time uh, single-season rushing record. 
And this was the year after he came back from a torn ACL. This was that very next year. They said he was going to miss a year and a half up to two years, but he didn't miss a game. He came in ready to go. All right. And then Peyton Man in 2013, uh, MVP. He was the oldest MVP to win it before Brady did. Uh, coming back from that neck surgery, neck fusion, like Papa Garrett stated. The go to Denver, new environment, new situation, turn Denver into a power and to get them to uh, two Super Bowls and win one. Uh, just, just great, great, great. Uh, Season by Peyton Manning, and then uh, it was a tie. This, this, pro- these two guys probably the best MVP season I ever, in my eyes, ever seen. The 2015 Cam Newton season was ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous, man. 15 to one, my man out there dabbing. They got Carolina the place to be. I remember the NFC Championship game. You got Future Jeezy, uh, all the hip hop icons on the field with Cam taking pictures. Like I was like, man, in Carolina, this is this is where it's happening in Carolina. But Cam. Brought the, I think Cam brought the NFL to life. Like, he brought NFL, like, the energy was just different when Cam and the Panthers were doing their thing. And then 2018, Patrick Mahomes, man. I mean, my God. I mean, the Nimbles look like, are you kidding? They like, in a, in like Madden Nimbles. Like, you've been playing NFL Madden on PlayStation Nimbles. This kid in his second season, first full year starting, and he out there dropping like that. Over 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yard passing, under 10 interceptions. Like, ridiculous, man. And, and, and it would have been nice if they would have got to the Super Bowl. But, hey, his season was still one of the best ever. So, I'm going to kick it to Black. Black, what you got for your, for your MVPs, man? Yeah, man, I, I, I really only had two that stood out, man. And, and it's crazy that we think the same way. But 2015 uh, Cam Newton, man, like... <laughs> It's it's ridiculous, man. What this guy was doing. It's uh, just just the just the swag. He seemed like he brought the swag back to the NFL when uh, when when they needed it the most. The most, you know. So and uh, just the way they just went about their business, man. Week Sunday every Sunday about their business. You know, uh, just the way they won. You know, taking it's, care of business. That top notch defense. Fifteen to one. Fifteen to one. But just Cam, just you know. Out of his mind, you know, he remind you of college Cam in, in that fifteen year. Yeah, 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 yeah. He remind you of twenty ten Cam from from Auburn that year. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, I have I have Pat Mahomes, man. What can you say? Uh, this guy lit the league up. He lit it up, man. Like, like never before. I think one of the best MVPs that we've seen in this decade, Facts, in my man. eyes. Facts. One of the one, you know what? The best, you know, because okay. I've, I've been debating it because this man, he he. <laughs> He made the long ball look good in the league, man. And the way he do it, man, with finesse, it just it's just crazy, man. And to see this young kid, I'm not I'm I'm a young kid, literally 22, 23 years old, lighting up the league, man. And it was crazy to see the things that he did, man. And um, I just want to note one thing, like I don't know if people really remember that Monday night game with them and the Rams, man. Like <sighs> the best thing City. I ever seen in my life, man. And 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 on a Monday night, like great game, great one of the greatest games ever. And, and he put on a show, man. He put yes, on a show, did. even even in defeat. Yeah. He put on a show. Yes, sir. But yeah, man. Uh, uh, Cam Newton and uh Pat Mahomes, man, stands out. Uh, MVP seasons in NFL for me this decade. Okay, absolutely. Papa Gary, uh, you've watched a lot of football in your day uh, in this past decade. Do you have any MVPs that stand out to you uh, that just say, hey, man, I- I'm not going to forget this here? Of course, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's just unreal what this young man did. Uh, Game changer. He he just, I mean, he had, he, he had defensive coordinators not being able to sleep at night. <laughs> you know, he was that kind of a quarterback where, 
your whole focus was on him. What are we, what are we going to do to stop him? And they couldn't stop him. No. They couldn't stop him. No. Um, but this defense let him down, I think, uh, in the playoffs. So it, other than that, and, and one thing other than MVP talk, I, w- I want to talk about this decade. Okay. The emergence of the black quarterback. Okay, for sure. I mean, we, we've never seen that. Back in the day when, when I was coming up, they say black, blacks couldn't play mm-hmm. quarterback. They couldn't play center. They couldn't play middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. And that's all you see now. And that's just, it's so profound now that these black, you got three black quarterbacks in the Pro Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. You know, all young, energetic, fast, athletic quarterbacks. Smart. And smart. Yeah. You know, so I think that was the thing about the decade most profound to me in, in, in 2010. Definitely. Definitely, Papa Gary. That's a, that's, a, that's a great point, man. You can see it now. Look at Lamar Jackson. Look at him. He just continually, man. He just out feeding off Watson and, and Newton and, and all those players. Right. Definitely. Definitely. All right, so that's going to wrap up uh, the NFL. I think overall this past decade was great. A uh, lot of uh, great moments. A um, lot of legends were born. Um, uh, Super Bowls, MVPs. We just had a lot of great moments. And transitioning, the NFL's in good hands. You know, a lot of great young stars. Mahomes, Watson, Lamar Jackson. Um, these guys are going to be here, and they're going to uh, make sure the NFL is in good hands. All right, we're going to transition into mixed martial arts, okay? Um, preferably the UFC. Me and Black, you know, we're huge uh, MMA fans. And, man, this decade has um, been amazing, man. And, and, you know, you get so many fights. You get so many, so many stars. You get so many Whatever, it's just a lot. All right, so we, I'm gonna I'm let you kick it off, Black. You know, Black, what fighter stood out to you the most this decade? Who who made an impression on you uh, in an MMA this decade? Yeah, man, just overall, man, if everyone know who listening, man, UFC is, we, me and, me and D been following UFC since, I can remember, man, like from hanging out and, uh, you know, in our favorite, uh, in our favorite hangout spots. To even been in the house, man, UFC has brought a lot of memories, a lot of good fighters. We've seen them come and go. But, you know, the ones that really stood out this decade to me uh, in the UFC, who, none other than the first woman, woman to, to get it done, the first champ in the UFC, Ronda Rousey. Okay. Ronda Rousey, she stands out. And then, um, and then I have uh, Conor McGregor, you know, change the UFC. Absolutely. Change the UFC hands down. Uh, the, the persona, the swag, you know, the, uh, the, the, the talk, you know, just, you know, and then showing it in the ring, you know, uh, he's, he's one of my favorite fighters of all time in the UFC. And then I got John Jones, one of the most dominant fighter in the UFC, pound hands pound. down, pound for pound best. You know, if he wouldn't have had his little, his problems out of the, out of the octagon, yeah. then we probably could be talking about. You know a whole lot more about John, but anytime mm-hmm. he steps in that ring, he's dominant. It's only one time we've seen in his career when he wasn't dominant. So, but overall, John Jones. And then I got uh, I got Anderson Silva, man. How can you not put Anderson Silva in there for okay. the work that he that he did in his, this decade? It might it might have not was long, but he still uh defended. He was the middleweight king. You know, no one beat him. Even when he went up to even when he went up to light heavyweight. You know. To even uh do stuff there and knock people out, you know, that guy, you know, he changed a lot for the UFC as well. Okay. And then I got, you know, he might have not ha- fought a lot, but I feel like you have to put him in here 
in this decade, I got George St. Pierre. Okay. Coming off a long layoff to win the middle, uh, the middleweight strap yep. and beat Michael Bisbing after a long off after a long layoff. Like that usually doesn't happen, but that guy he got it, he got it done. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Shout out GSP, my favorite fighter of all time. All right, for me, standout fighters of the decade, undoubtedly number one power pounder John Jones. Uh, just the emergence of, of his talent, he really showed the UFC and 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 up and, and everyone in the UFC. This is the future. Um, back in 2010, it was when he first surfaced. Like this is the future of the UFC. Just his ability, man, on the ground, striking, uh, everything. He was just he was big. He's tall, like just unorthodox, a, a problem to prepare for. Uh, Conor McGregor, um, to me, he is the Tied for the biggest star ever in the UFC. Ever. I mean, there's no one else. When I say star, I'm talking about inside the octagon and outside the octagon. Conor McGregor with his swag, his bravado, his talk, his talk game, backing it up, uh, becoming the first ever simultaneous champion in the UFC, champ champ at 55 and 45. Uh, just excellent, just excellent. And um, me, uh, want to go on to the greatest woman fighter of all time, Amanda Nunes, and not dis- to disrespect Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was the first. Ronda Rousey was the biggest star in the UFC. She's gone on to do well, but if you want to talk about fighters of the decade, she beat Ronda Rousey. She beat Chris Cyborg. No one else can say they've done that. No one else. And she's the greatest female fighter of all time, the lioness, Amanda Nunes. For me, also, I got Daniel Cormier up there, all right? Daniel Cormier is the second ever simultaneous champion at light heavyweight and heavyweight, holding two belts at one time. Um, We can't sweep that under the rug. Like, if you get an opportunity to win a belt in another division and you do it, we've only seen three people do it, and he's one of them. Um, A lot of people don't like DC, but DC a winner. He's a winner, and the only man, well, before Stipe got him, but the only man to get a hold of him was um, John Jones, and John Jones is the greatest ever. And uh, last but not least, going to go Mighty Mouse, man, Demetrius Johnson. He cleaned out his division twice. He cleaned it out so bad and so much, when he finally lost to Henry Cejudo, he left the UFC because there was no one left. There was no one left. So he left the UFC to uh, travel other grounds. But he cleaned out the flyweight division twice. So much so that Dana White almost got rid of the division. He almost got rid of the division because the man cleaned it out twice. He beat everybody twice. So those are the standout fighters of the decade for me. And, and not to disrespect Ronda Rousey. I don't want nobody thinking that. But, hey, Amanda Nunes beat her and she beat Chris Cyborg. All right, so we're going to go into some of our best fights of the decade. Some of the fights that we've seen that just stick into our brain black you know we've seen a lot of fights man we've seen a lot of fights a lot of great fights uh so give us some of your fights that stick out to you man you know and i was i was uh when we was preparing for this man i just looking at these just looking at these different fights you brought back a lot of memories man especially some fights that you forget about and i don't know how we forgot about dan henderson versus shogun rua like just this fight man you're talking about a bike and forth yep Round one mm-hmm. to round th- round three. Yeah, like it was insane, man. To to watch these to watch these guys go back and forth, man, and for Dan Henderson to prevail and come out on top. Yeah, you know that's one of my favorite fights. And then the uh, another fight that you know that stood out to me, and this this fight happened. This fight happened on uh my birthday weekend, and I was all it's all, I'm always I'm always 
I'm always proud to talk about this fight because it was a big deal for me because I'm a, such a big fan of hers. Misha Tate, man, oh. overcoming beat Holly Holmes to put her to sleep, man, to get the straps. That, was, that, that was your bachelor party weekend. Bachelor party weekend. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. My fault. Yeah. My bachelor party weekend. Yeah. For Misha Tate to do what she did, she had no. She had to go all out or nothing, and she got it done. So she, she was losing this fight badly. She was losing this fight, man, and such a great night because I wanted to see her win because she's one of my favorite women fighters. So. Okay. For her to choke out Holly Holmes and put her to sleep to win the strap, that was another good, uh, good moment for me. And, that was huge. Uh, and not the last but not least, uh, Conor McGregor, uh, Nate Diaz too. You know who could forget biking for war for five, five rounds? rounds. Yeah, you know how yeah. can how can you forget it? Uh, Nate uh, Conor knocking Nate down eight times. <laughs> Nate coming back in the fourth and fifth round to put to uh McGregor had McGregor in deep water mm -hmm. where he was you we didn't know if he was going to win or not but mm -hmm. he prevailed and got the win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great fights man. Yeah, 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 great fights. We we share similar uh one similar fight in particular uh Shogun uh versus Hendo. All right, 2011 UFC 139. Excellent fight, man. Excellent back and forth brawl between two legends. And of course Hendo prevailed. For me 2015, the greatest welterweight Fight of all time. Robert Lawler defended the welterweight title against Rory, Rory McDonald at UFC 189. This was one of the most gruesome fights I've ever seen in my life. Five rounds of just pure hell. And, and, and ultimately, uh, uh, Lawler prevailed. You know, Rory hung in there as long as he could, but he had a broken face. His face was broken. His nose, his cheekbones was broken. And the one shot Lawler hit him... And he just folded like a chair because the pain was just so extreme. Do you man. remember Robbie's lip? Yes, it was tore. Oh His lip was tore in half. I could not believe that, man. And he retained. Yes, TKO. He did. Yes, he did. Greatest welterweight fight I ever seen. All right. And for me, man, probably the greatest fight I ever saw, uh, 2013, UFC 165. John Jones defending the light heavyweight championship against Alexander Gustafsson. I thought John lost this fight. I still believe John lost this fight. Went to five rounds. It went five rounds. Gustafsson was game. This was the first fighter that John had seen who was as tall, as big, as long as him. And it showed. It showed that John was like, man, what I'm going to do to beat this kid. And it went to the judges, and they gave it to John. And I still believe Alexander won that fight, but whatever. Um, but that was a great fight in 2013. All right, so we're just going to name out a few couple uh, more moments uh, from the decade in MMA. And uh, like Black said earlier, GSP returning from a long layoff. Uh, he gave up the welterweight strap to go take a break and came back and defeated Michael Bisbean to win the middleweight championship of the world. Also, I have just the year of 2013, uh, women being introduced to the UFC. Uh, Ronda Rousey, Liz Carmouche, Misha Tate, um, Kat Zagano, uh, Cyborg, all these fighters coming in. And, and Holly Holm coming in and, and Amanda Nunes, they coming in and they just stating they claim because at one point Dana White said, you'll never see women in the UFC. Never. And here comes Ronda Rousey. Beautiful woman, skilled killer in the cage. She was the perfect star for the UFC to introduce women uh, to, to the MMA world in the UFC. Also, I got Conor McGregor, the first ever champ champ, which I mentioned, I mentioned earlier. Uh, he defeated Jose Aldo in nine seconds. 
to win the featherweight title, and then he just baptized, uh, 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 I can't even think of Cuz's name right now, in New York City uh, in the main event for the lightweight strap at 155. He just baptized, baptized him. And then, Black, uh, I'm pretty sure you know you'll be interested in this one. The height of the UFC was so big, so large, and they had their biggest star ever in Conor McGregor. And what were they able to do, Black? They were able to cross over into the boxing world. And we actually saw Conor McGregor inside a boxing ring with, in my opinion, the greatest fighter to ever fight, Floyd Money Mayweather, on pay-per-view. Conor went nine rounds with the man, a spectacle of the highest regards. Floyd and McGregor, that just shows you the height and the growth of UFC and also the star power of Conor McGregor. And if you want to keep it real, McGregor was the reason people wanted to see this fight. It wasn't Floyd. People wanted to see if Floyd would lose, of course, or how, how well would McGregor hang in there with him. But McGregor, he held his own. He did. For nine rounds. He did. For nine rounds. Now, I don't even think he won a round versus Floyd, but for him to be an MMA fighter, to step in the ring and fight Floyd Mayweather, are you kidding? So... That's just uh, the, uh, probably the biggest moment of the decade for the UFC, honestly. Oh, yeah. It really of put course. them on the map and introduced uh, boxing fans, I guess, uh, to the MMA world. So, Blake, you got anything else to wrap up uh, before we wrap up in the MMA UFC world? Yeah, man. I just, just, just overall, man, just the UFC itself. And, you know, uh, another moment that sticks out to me uh, is John Jones. You know, John Jones was going for almost two years. Uh, to come back and uh, yeah. reclaim what was his right. from uh, Daniel Cormier, man. It was, it, it was beautiful to see. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing to see and remind everybody, you know, who's pound for pound the best fighter in the world, in, yeah. in, in MMA. So that was another moment that was good. That was, that was big for me as yeah. well. And uh, another moment that was big for me as well, like, like we already spoke about, GSP, man. It's just like, I never was a big fan, but... This guy reminded us why he's one of the best UFC fighters in the world as well. Of like, all time. To come back uh, to middleweight, you know, a bigger GSP. Uh, to come back he and, was just, Jack, man. and just destroy Michael Bisbee to win that <laughs> middleweight strap. You know, I just, I, just, I just hate that we, can, we won't be able to see him anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because it's always good to have GSP in the UFC. Yep. And then the dominance of... Uh, the dominance of of oh, I can't even pronounce his name, dude. You gotta help me. Uh, Who's that? Um, God, I can't. I'm uh, who beat McGregor. I'm sorry, I can't think of his Khabib name. Khabib Nagamanoff. Yeah, Khabib. Yeah. The dominance of Khabib in the UFC this decade was one of the best. You know, uh, everyone that stepped in the ring against this man <laughs> got beat, either got tapped or got knocked out. So his emergence, and I'm I'm excited to see where his career is going to go. You can could, you could say he's he's the only undefeated fighter in the UFC. Him and John Jones and Myers. They're the only two. Okay. You know, and uh to see this guy what he's done in this decade is is being it's been amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are some big moments right there. Okay, yeah, so that's gonna wrap up uh our MMA talk, UFC talk of the decade. We're gonna transition into the WWE for a second. Oh, yeah. 
All right. So we are here for the WWE. I'm excited about this one, Black. I'm excited too. I'm dude. really excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm you excited know, too. We've been wrestling guys <laughs> our whole life, man. And even as we're getting older in the tree, we still keep up with it, man. But reviewing this past decade in WWE was great. So let's get right into it, man. So we're going to give our top wrestlers of the decade. And uh, Black, let's kick it off with you, man. Uh, who do you got, man, and why? You know, who are your top wrestlers of this, of, of this decade? Listen, um, this fun. This was fun. This was fun, man. I enjoyed this, you know. Going back and looking at some of these, some of the wrestling in this decade was just amazing. But uh, I'm going to go 20, uh, 2012 and 2013, The Rock. His okay. His feud with uh, John Cena. Mm-hmm. You know, it his was return. It, 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 in his return. It was it was great. You know, mm-hmm. to to see to see that uh, to see him go back and forth and come back to the, the WWE and have a big part in it. Then I got Triple H. You know, some of the big matches he was in this decade. You know, might have might have not seen him a whole lot, but the matches that he were, were in was, you know, his matches with the Undertaker were really good, were really good matches. And then I got John Cena, uh, his dominance in uh, in the WWE. You know, being a champ. You know, uh, being the main event. You know, John Cena was was WWE. Mm-hmm. And then my number one favorite, this guy just did it for me. He did it for me and D. You know, we were big fans. You know, Mr. CM Punk. You know. T- <laughs> For him to for man, this guy on the mic was one of the best, man. One yep. of the best next to the rock to me. You know, so it, it him and his run in the WWE was amazing. It was amazing to watch and to see it on a on, on a nightly basis on uh every night. Yeah, let's give him a little a little a little clip of uh, CM Punk and his mic skills. From me, the greatest storyline of the decade, uh was CM Punk, John Cena, and uh Vince McMahon. So attention now I was suspended by Vincent K. McMahon because of some things that I said. I didn't get in trouble because I announced July 17th is the day my contract comes to an end and trust me when I tell you I am leaving, I am leaving with the WWE Championship I didn't just get in trouble because I said this company inside and outside the ring are filled with a parade of shameless ass kissers I didn't just get in trouble because of this little nugget and I'd like, like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's death to say things that nobody else has the balls to say yes yes he he was great and i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) kick i'm gonna pick it up right where black left off with punk i think that 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 feud with um with john cena with the whole if he wins the title he's gonna leave the company and beefing with vince mcmahon and they allow him to have that pipe bomb segment on that raw man and he just you know, just talking what he was talking, as you heard just there, he was excellent. He did a great job and almost had me believe in like a couple like some moments like, dog, is he serious? Like, like this is like this is really how he feel. But that's how just great a, a great of a job that he did. So, yeah, CM Punk is definitely one of my uh, standout fighters of the decade. Um, going to move along to I have a few more. We're going to move along to me. She is currently right now the best wrestler. In all of wrestling right now, hands down, I don't think nobody's better than her. Uh, she's a great performer. Her namesake from the Nature Boy, uh, Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair. 
the most decorated women's wrestler of all time. She's held all the titles multiple times. She is a great athlete, beautiful young lady, great staple for the WWE and wrestling overall. And her talent is, is her, her talent in the ring overrides all that I just said. Well, if you see a match from her and you see her for poem, she was a part of the perform, a part of the first ever WrestleMania main event with Rousey and, and, and Becky Lynch. Um, uh, first Hell in a Cell match, women's match with Sasha Banks. Like she was a part of a lot of firsts. And uh, Charlotte Flair is one of mine. Uh, Brock Lesnar, this decade, his return back to WWE after you lose, you, leaving the UFC. You can say what you want to say about Brock. You like him. You don't like how they do him. But when he get in that ring, man, he performs. And he's dominant. And he's gave us some great matches, man. The match with him and AJ Styles. The match with him, the match with him and uh, 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 Daniel Bryan. Of course, the one with The Undertaker. Um, he just, the one with Triple H. He's had some great matches, man, in his return uh, this past decade. Uh, let's see. Also, I have Randy Orton. Um, he was the first undisputed uh, uh, WWE champion uh, ever in the company. Uh, that's when WCW came over and they brought their belt. And um, they had the WWE title. Him and John Cena were both champions, and he won that match at SummerSlam to become the first ever undisputed champion. Randy Orton is a 13-time uh, world champion. 13-time world champion. Um, John Cena, uh, he's a megastar now outside of wrestling, but what he did for WWE was great. Polarizing figure. He booed him. They hated him. They couldn't stand him. Uh, John Cena is one of my favorites. Uh, he was just... He's a big cornerstone. He's probably the cornerstone right now for the WWE as far as the legend goes, especially for this generation now. John Cena is that guy. And last but not least, man, Roman Reigns. I mean, they gave Roman Reigns a lot of opportunities. He's been in a lot of big spots. He also defeated Undertaker at WrestleMania, defeated Brock Lesnar twice for championships. And right now, he's probably the most popular male uh, wrestler in uh, WWE. Well, second now to The Fiend. The Fiend has, I think, taken over that spot. And Roman, you know, Roman beating cancer and coming back and still being able to do, you know, what he do. So uh, Reigns is Roman Reigns is one of mine as well. So a uh, lot of great talent there, Black. Uh, so let's transition into some of the best matches of the decade. And Black, I'm going to kick it off here. Some of the best matches of the decade, Black. And I'm excited for two of these right off the rip. Okay, WrestleMania 28 and 29, Triple H versus The Undertaker. Uh, 28 was just cringeworthy of pain and, 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 and athleticism by these two legends, uh, the end of an era, as they called it, uh, between these two guys and how this match manifested was, um, uh, which is, this match is also on my list, uh, Undertaker in the Shawn Michaels career, uh, at all, I think it was WrestleMania 26, ending Shawn's career, uh, Triple H is Shawn's best friend. You know, they get the storyline going, and uh, Triple H couldn't get it done. He should have got it done in that Hell in a Cell after that super kick and that pedigree, but Undertaker kicked out. So those two matches are great. Number three uh, for me on this list, CM Punk, John Cena, WWE title match, 2011 Money in the Bank. Like we just stated, that storyline between him and Punk, Cena and Punk was great. Cena, uh, Cena loses the title, Punk, and Punk takes apparently takes the WWE title away. From the WWE. And like I just said, the streak versus the career, WrestleMania 26, Shawn Michaels, my favorite wrestler ever, versus The Undertaker. Just an, a, a beautiful match, man. And a lot of people don't know. If you go back and watch this match, Undertaker almost literally snapped his neck in half. He went over the ring for a dive for Shawn. 
and Sean, Sean wasn't there and his neck was exposed, but he just got his head down enough where he can roll off the mat. He almost literally snapped his neck in two, man. Every time I see that cringe, like, man, that was so close. But it was a great match. So those are some of my uh, best matches of the decade. Black, what's some of yours, man? Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> we, on the same, we on the same page. Uh, WrestleMania 28 and 29, man. The, uh, the Undertaker and Triple H. Uh, uh, that's some of the reason why I put Triple H in uh, some of my top wrestlers of the decade. Because those two matches uh, by themselves. And uh, even, his match, even his match with uh, Batista uh, just last year. Oh, yeah, that so, was good. So that was a good match as well. And man, just to, just to remembering those WrestleManias, uh, 28 and 29 with Triple H and Undertaker, man, like every single one of those matches were intense. Yes. Intense. Like it was crazy. Especially, especially the one with, uh, Shawn Michaels was the guest referee. Hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. So yep. it was, it was, it was amazing, man. Those matches. And then another one, uh, CM Punk taking the belt, running in the rafters in Chicago, like, Man, I wish we had his music so we could just play it. When his music hit, it was just like, it, <laughs> yeah. it was crazy in his hometown in Chicago. Chicago, yeah. I remember me and D made it our business. Yes. Our business to watch that pay-per-view. Yep. It was like we were watching Florida State play football. It was that It was that big. It was great. Like, that storyline with him and Cena was amazing. Great. I And I hate that we can't have storylines like that today. But, mm -mm. you know, CM Punk winning, in, winning the belt in his hometown. Taking the belt away from the WWE, it was amazing. And then um, a, another match that that stands out to me, I have to go to all the all women's uh, uh, WrestleMania. Okay, first in history. Yep. You know, never we've never seen it before. As no. long as wrestling been around, we've mm -hmm. never seen it. And for Becky Lynch to prevail, and then Charlotte Flair, you know, one of the best women athletes in the one of the best athletes in the WWE. Period. And so, and it, it was amazing to see her, Ronda Rousey, you know, make history, man, and. I remember when they first announced this and Twitter and the social media world went crazy yep. over this. But it's to be announced. This was this was good business by Vince McMahon, Triple H and those guys to, yep. to uh, have a first for the WWE. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So some some other key moments uh, from WWE uh, from the decade. Uh, we kind of mentioned a few of them here. You kind of heard some on, on the earlier sound clip, but the streak ended. The streak ended at WrestleMania. Uh, Undertaker was uh, 21 and 0. And it was a shocker. It was a shocker at WrestleMania 30, which is one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. So all our wrestling fans, you might want to go check out WrestleMania 30 on the network. Just see what I'm talking about. But the streak ended. Uh, Kofi Kingston. All right. First full-blooded African-American WWE champion. He won the title last year. Uh, well, this past WrestleMania. And it was such a huge moment. The Kofi mania. We got a WWE champion who looks just like me. You know, and I had never, ever seen that in my life. Now, not to discredit The Rock, because, you know, The Rock is also uh, half black. His father is black, Rocky Johnson. But um, Kofi Kingston was the first full-blooded uh, African-American WWE champion. We saw that. And uh, for me, when Sting debuted in 2014 at Survivor Series for the first time in a WWE ring, um, I was shocked, man. I mean, Twitter was going crazy that night when Sting debuted uh, in the WWE for the first time because he was the last one. Out of all the WCW stars, he was the last one. Uh, we covered the CM Punk pipe bomb uh, clip. That was a big moment as well in WWE. So, Black, you got anything else yeah, uh, from the decade? And I think it's one that we have to talk about, man. Like, this guy, his, his emergence in the WWE, uh, we didn't see it coming. 
at least I didn't see it coming. Okay. Uh, in 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 WrestleMania 30, uh, Daniel Bryan man running the gauntlet. Oh yes. You know, uh, to, good call, Black. To, good call. To, to, to in New Orleans, you yes. know, to, to WrestleMania become the champion, 30. man. WrestleMania like, 30. We might have not got to see Daniel Bryan because he got hurt, but his emergence in the WWE and all his yes fans. That yes movement. Yes. Man, that yes movement was amazing. Was I don't nuts. think we give Daniel Bryan enough props for that, man. And I hope Great they year. can get that going again at some point because that was huge. Yes. And that was a that was the icing on the cake for WrestleMania 30. As, as great as that WrestleMania was, that was the icing on the cake, man, to see that happen. Daniel Bryan walk out after running the gauntlet. Yes. Just to get to, to win to win the uh WWE. Uh, championship. Yeah, yeah. That 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 yes movement was nuts. Now I remember we were uh we were in um uh Buffalo Wild Wings, man, and um I think we were there for I think did Daniel Bryan win the title there? Yeah, he won it. We went. Yeah, we I went think out we were. And watched I, it, yeah. I think we were there, man. And like I'm playing it right now, like I'm just watching it, man. Like that the. the this the Superdome was going stupid, and you're right, Black. We'll be tripping if we forgot about Daniel Bryan because that Yes movement was incredible, man. And, I mean, and, and then it turned into a worldwide phenomenon. It turned into a worldwide phenomenon. Everybody was in basketball and football. Yes, 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 like everywhere. And, and some people don't even know where it comes from. That's the thing. Some people don't know where the Yes movement came from. It came from from Daniel Bryan. And, and you're right, Black. We definitely tripping for that. Mentioning him. So, okay, that's going to wrap up our WWE uh, 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 decade uh, in review. And we're going to transition to some college football. We are going to transition into some collegiate football. And, you know, what you thought we weren't going to play it? They, thought we, they knew we were going to play it, D. What, 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 what they thought we weren't going to play it? <laughs> Kinda of ride out, but you know, I want to get to the little whistle part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got us one in the decade. Uh-huh. Might be the greatest team ever, but you know, we about to talk about it. We might be, you know, that 13 might. We might be. We is. We might be. We to talk about it. We definitely. Yeah, I want to hit it. I like that whistle. That whistle hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, so we're going to get into it, man. College football, year in review of the decade of college football. Black, let's jump right into it, man. Give me your standout teams from, uh, of college football this decade, man. Let me know, Black, who you got? You know, this is not hard here, man. This is a, it's not hard to talk about, but you already know the 2013 National Championship, the Florida State you know, how can we how can we not bring that up? You First know, time in the Rose Bowl. You know, uh, we got a ring this decade. A nice pretty ring this decade. Yes, sir. We got a natty. Mm-hmm. And we did it in Southern California in the Rose Bowl. If people don't remember, we like, did it. Can I ask you something? Yeah, go ahead. Does any other Florida teams got a ring this decade? Uh, no, sir, they don't. Okay, I just want to ask. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Black. Yeah. Go ahead. But, man, like, it's amazing, man, to uh, be a Noel. And uh, mm-hmm. I can say in this decade, uh, we were victorious. We were victorious. We got <laughs> yes, the hats we and the shirts to show. Yes, sir. We have we those. Were, that we were victorious. We have those. <laughs> and we have footage. <laughs> uh, and then I got the twenty. I got the. I got the twenty sixteen Alabama team 
that team was just amazing to me, man. Derrick Henry being the Heisman Trophy winner, man, uh, it was just amazing. Dom, total dominance, uh, that team there. And I have the twenty, the two thousand and ten Auburn Tigers. Mm-hmm. The 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 things Cam Newton was doing by himself. Cam. By himself. Oh, Cam. Um, you can only name one other person that went to the league on that team, and his name is Nick Fairley, and he played defense. And that was it. And that was it. <laughs> so uh, the things this man did with that 2010 team uh, in the Auburn Tigers were, was amazing. Remarkable. Remarkable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, j- jumping from the 20-yard line, diving in the end zone, man, getting up with the swag. I think Cam Newton invented, invented the swag in, in college football and then taking it to the league, man. It's just... <laughs> This kid changed everything. And you know what? You want to know one piece, D, that I think people forget about? What's that? Uh, this kid went to Florida. He went to Florida. He was there. He was there. He was and there. And thank God what happened, what happened, him getting in trouble. Thank you. Yeah, get out of there. Thank you, football gods, for getting him out of there. <laughs> Definitely ain't want to deal with yeah. him. Yeah. So, so <laughs> this kid just, just changed everything for me, man, to call his football. He, okay. He, uh, he, did, he did it well, man, and by himself he did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he did. So, pick it back off you, Black. I also have 2010 Auburn Tigers, uh, undefeated uh, national champion. Cam Newton, Heisman Trophy winner of that team. Just fantastic, man. Like, he was a one-man show on offense. Nick Fairley was the other one-man show on defense. And they, they, they got it together and won the whole thing, man. Uh, I also have the 2016 Clemson Tigers, led by Deshaun Watson. Um, magical team, man. Uh, they lost to Alabama the year before. Came back uh, to the national championship game, faced him head up, and one of the better games we've seen uh, in the playoff, man. Deshaun Watson and the Clemson Tigers and Dabo Sweeney finally knocked off the, the, the immovable object of the Crimson Tide. I also have, of course, the 2013 Florida State Seminoles. We was all jam-packed in the, uh, in the B house, my, my, our homeboy Brian. We was over at his house watching the game, and um, we were so nervous, man. Auburn had jumped on us. And we went clicking on offense, and it's like Jameis, Jameis told us to chill. And he came out in that second half, man, and we got back in, and we won that thing, man. Game, late game scoring drive to win that national title. Florida State, the only team in Florida to win a national championship this decade. Not the Florida Gators, not the Miami Hurricanes. They don't have any. Matter of fact, I don't even think they played for any national titles this decade. Uh, but we did. So not to rub it in your faces, man. So, and I also have last but not least, I also have the 2018 Clemson Tigers with sunshine. Oh, sunshine. Like the first college football team to go 16 and 0. 16 and 0. No other team has ever done that. They have that record. They were very impressive, especially for them to lose. Well, to, for Kelly Bryant to be benched probably after the third or fourth, fifth game of the season. You bring in this young 18-year-old freshman, Trevor Lawrence, and he just takes them to another level. And they never look back. They dominated Notre Dame in the first game and then <laughs> just mollywopped Alabama in a national championship game. So those are my standout teams uh, from the decade uh, in college football. Papa Gary, let's bring you back in here, Papa Gary. Uh, name of some of your teams. Well, I already know one of them, but you know, let's uh say some of your teams, man, from the decade. Well, I'm gonna start at, at I'm, I'm gonna give you my three. Okay. I'm gonna start at the bottom with with the third one, the Clemson Tigers of uh, Deshaun Watson's junior year, 2016. Yes, that team was gritty. They weren't the op- most overly talented team, but uh, Deshaun took them on his shoulder and took them to the promised land. 
Uh, number two, the Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, 2016 with Derrick Henry. Okay. A man amongst boys. This guy, and they was doing these championships without without the top notch quarterbacks. They had two and three star quarterbacks winning winning Natty. So I don't even remember who they starter was. Was it yeah, Jalen Hurts? You, you you don't even know. Was it Jalen Hurts as a freshman? Yeah, Corker. Okay. Yeah, and then number one, of course, the 2013 Florida State Seminole. Oh, I mean. Just like D said, we would we would pile up in Brian's apartment, and, and when that whistle went off, we all got up, and ran to academy. Yeah, let's to give get me the a t-shirt yes, and the caps tonight. <laughs> so those are my top three. D, I just I, I got chill bumps. Oh, Papa Gary, now. yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. I mean, such a great team. Yeah, such a great. And yes, we're Florida State fans and Florida State homers. So you can say what you want, but we're going to get it off here at the sports desk. All right, so we're going to transition to the Heisman. To the Heisman. Um, Black, name some of your standout uh, Heisman trophy winners uh, from the last decade. We've had a lot of good ones, uh, a lot of great seasons, but just give us a couple, man, who you got uh, uh, this decade winning the Heisman, man. Yeah, uh, come on, man. Uh, Jameis Winston, man. Oh! You know, how can you say it? Uh... I wish we had the footage. I, the, I think we need to find the footage, man, when we when we beat the Clemson Tigers, oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, we're not leaving without a victory. Oh, man. My brothers, we're not leaving without a victory. Oh, man. You know, uh, I know it's a long season in college football, mm. but I think that game right there won him the highest, man. I know we went on to play more games, yeah. You know, average that 45 was the game points, but I think that was the game. That put us on. You know, that put us on, man. Yeah. And, to see this kid do the things he did that year, man, didn't nobody stand a chance that year. No, no one stood a chance. No, our no. best, our best, our best game that we got was from Auburn. They only championship team game gave us problems. Yeah. We blew everybody out yeah. that year. Easy. Uh, and, and his 2013 Heisman that year, that was a special one. And then we got Cam Newton 2010. You know, the most dominant football player in college football that year. You know, hands Facts. down. You know, they had a little drama with him and his dad and Cash and. What else? It is what it is. Who's ca- who, cares? who cares? But that Heisman was a was a really good one. And then last but not least, uh, a man amongst boys, Derrick Henry. Okay. You know, Derrick Henry, man, the things that he did that year, man, like I can remember a game he had almost 40 carries in. You know, just <laughs> just carrying team on his back by himself. It's amazing. It's 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 a it's amazing, man. And this kid's he's from Jacksonville, he's from Uli. To see a kid from here. Through the things that he was doing at Alabama, man, yeah. it was amazing to watch. And then, um, last but not least, uh, Mr. Money Man, Johnny Manziel. You know, <laughs> how can you forget him? Uh, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to say him, but how can you forget that? That's a whole movement in college football by itself. He had a magical, you season. know, he had a magical season. Beating Bama, he, he beat one of the one of the better Alabama teams. You know, he didn't win no national championship, but he won a Heisman Trophy because. He was the best player in college football. How must see not, TV. How how can you not give give Johnny Menzel his yeah, props? Yeah, must see TV. He definitely was, man. He definitely was. All right, for me, man, I'm going to kick it off with this year's winner, Joe Burrow. Look, I'm still just flabbergasted at the mere fact that this man completing 80% of his passes. 80%. And we're currently recording this show while the college football playoff is happening. And at 4 o'clock on this day, this man was responsible for eight touchdowns. Seven of them through the air. My word. My buddy Charles, he's saying that Joe Burrow might have the best season from a college football player ever when it's all said and done. If, if they can win this title, 
we might have to look back and say it was Burrow season the best ever. And at first I was like, no, nah, you know, I'm going to stick with Cam and Jameis. But he got a case here for what this kid is doing. Burrow just lights out. You First of all, you didn't see this coming. And he sustained it. So it wasn't like he had a game here or a game there. No, 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 no. No matter who you put in front of him, he put numbers up. So I'm going to start with Burrow. And, of course, 2013, we was blessed. <laughs> Many blessings came from Tallahassee in the form of Jameis Winston. I don't care what happened up there in Tallahassee. You can say what you want to say, but hand that trophy over. Hand it over. Heisman Trophy yes, winning. Sir. Freshman. Just, I think he was the first freshman to win the trophy. Mm-hmm. He was the first freshman to win the Heisman Trophy. Just superb, skilled, talented, a leader. Brought Florida State back to prominence. I just remember Jimbo crying when we won the title, man. Jimbo just went and let go of Jameis and holding on to the, the glass ball, man. You know, Jimbo was just so happy, man. So, of course, man, Jameis Winston helped my life out tremendously, and I definitely want to tip my cap to him. And, of course, last but not least, uh, currently right now, Cam Newton, best Heisman performance i ever seen. Jameis had a lot of weapons. Jameis had a lot of weapons at Florida State. I, and I'm not being funny, I can't tell you a receiver from Auburn. I can't tell you a running back, an offense. I can't tell you nobody. I can't tell you nobody who was on that Auburn team. And for Cam to do what he did with that team and to win a chip, to win a chip, come on, man. I mean, come on, he was, and I hate to say it because the team game, but I'm going to say it in a way, solely responsible. Solely responsible, man, for winning that championship. So, so those are my uh, impact. Heisman winners. Papa Gary, you got any Heisman winners you know you want to share some light on? Pretty much the same as, as you guys. Uh, I, I'm going to start at number three. I'm going to go Derrick Henry, and I'm kind of biased because he's a local product. Yes, I just, sir. I just love the kid. I love him now as a pro. Yeah. Uh, even though he kills the Jaguars, I, I, I just <laughs> love him. He, he's so humble, and, 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 and yeah. he's not a fiery kind of guy, but you put that ball in his hands, you better look out. Rumbling and tumbling, baby. You, you better look out. I mean, he's going to run around you, through you, and away from you. So he's number three. Number two, I'm going to go Cam Newton. Okay. I'm going to go Cam Newton. Cam. Let, let me backtrack. Let me oh, go to Jameis Winston. Oh. Jameis Winston. The only reason I'm backtracking is because Jameis had 11 pros on that team. Jesus. We was loaded. We had 11. We, had, we, we were loaded. Loaded, man. I mean, you got guys still in the league playing, playing that was on that team. So Cam is number one because he had no one. <laughs> I mean, just like you said, I can't even name a person on that team. Uh-uh. I, I know the coach name was, uh, I, I forgot his name. What, uh, uh, Malzahn? No, it wasn't Malzahn. It wasn't Malzahn. It was, Malzahn was the offensive coordinator at the time. Uh, uh, Gene Chesick. Chesick, yeah. Yeah, he was the head but coach. It, he was such a dominant player that year, and he beat Alabama by himself. He beat everybody by himself. Yep. So And that was a good Alabama those team. Those are the top three Heisman runners of the okay. decade for me. 10-4. I mean, just <laughs> just just greatness all over the place, especially that 2013 year. I mean, I don't <laughs> You didn't think we was going to highlight it? Bro, we could just really talk about that in itself, but yeah. we, we, that's for another time. Another time. Another place, bro. But yeah. <laughs> so, I think all in all, from the, from the decade in college football, we've seen a lot of, well, we'd be remiss if we just didn't highlight the, 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 the excellence, the dominance of Alabama. Nick Saban. Uh, we, we, we'll be disrespectful if we don't spend a second just to talk about Bama. 
all of the talent that's came through there, the coaching, Nick Saban, the way he's been able to, to sustain this program. I think they won five titles this decade. It's 10 years in the decade, guys. It's 10. Split that in half, five of them giving it to Alabama. And if everything go the way it's supposed to go, the other three might go to Dabo. But we'll see yeah, how that goes. We'll see how that, we'll go. see how that go. But just pure, just pure dominance, man, uh, from Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide. Um, I, I can't stand it, you know, but what you going to do about it? You know, they got a factory down there in Tuscaloosa, man, and just want to tip our cat uh, to Nick Saban and, and, and Alabama, man. So uh, before we get out of here, just so, you know, I just want to mention a couple of the, uh, my favorite games that I saw. Um, the 2013 Rose Bowl, of course, Florida State. <laughs> And Arb, I know we piling on here, but it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Go moving on to the 2018 Rose Bowl. The Georgia Bulldogs and Oklahoma Sooners. I mean, my God, man. I mean, Baker and Fromm went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was pulling for Baker. I was pulling for him. I, I, I love the, the college Baker Mayfield, but George Prefell, uh with, with Michelle and Chubb. Them boys both had like 150 yards rushing apiece. To knock off Oklahoma. Crazy score like 5147 or something like that was the final score. And, and last but not least, uh, probably the best game I've seen uh, this decade, the 2016 National Championship game, Alabama versus Clemson. Deshaun Watson getting his get back. Clemson winning their first championship. Um, Hunter Renthrow, I think that's his name, catching the touchdown pass from Watson, solidifying Watson. To me, he should have been the number one quarterback taken in the draft. To me, he should be a Jaguar right now, but that's another conversation. So shout out to Houston. You got you one. Uh, but those are my favorite games uh, from the decade. Black, you got any games from the decade? Yeah, man. Um, how can we forget, man? Uh, we I just talked about this guy. Uh, Johnny Manziel going into Alabama and getting okay. the win, man. Uh, that was amazing. That was, Everybody basically was giving Alabama the national championship that year, and this guy went in there and, uh, and shocked the world. Yes, he and did. I, uh, and also, uh, Florida State. You know who? Why? How can we not say you know Florida State? You mm. know, uh, winning the national championship, uh, going down to and going down to Dove Valley and just smacking number two ranked Clemson, smacking them in the face. I, I, I just want to bring back some memories for you guys. If you <laughs> don't remember that game, you know how crazy it was in Dove Valley that year. These guys came in on the buses, all jacked up, buses yes, shaking. Yep. And we just sit in the locker room all calm. We were nervous as fans, Absolutely. but not one nervous face in that locker room. Not Absolutely. one nervous face, but yeah, man, my uh my Florida State Seminoles. And then uh <laughs> last uh, last but not least, uh Baker versus Georgia. That's what I Baker versus Georgia, man. Who, <laughs> Baker I can you versus Georgia. I can you forget it, man? Like great game. Great <laughs> one of the game. great uh, to me. They're one of the greatest college football games since it's been since the playoff been has been in, in play. Probably the best you know? game. So Probably. that game, man, just amazing to see how Baker came out with his uh with his facade and his swag. swag. And just man, just we thought they were really gonna blow Georgia out. That's how it started. But Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb happened to these to, to to Oklahoma. So yes, sir. and these guys took over yes, in they the did. second half. Yes, took over. Did. I mean, you talking about two running backs that almost rushed for two hundred apiece. So it Jesus. was, it was, it was, it was crazy, man. This game was crazy. I remember me and D was sitting here, man. We was watching the game. Yep. We were like, "Oh my god, great game!" Like this is really happening. Mm -hmm. And then you know, uh, the, the the last game, I can how can I say, uh, Alabama versus Auburn, two thousand ten, Cam Newton. 
going to Alabama with all the stakes to get them. Mark, they had they had Mark Ingram, Julio Jones. Loaded. Uh, Alabama was loaded. Loaded. And he went in Alabama and got that thing done. Yes, he did. He down early, but came back in the second half. Won the game. Who he throw the touchdown to, I couldn't tell you to win the game. <laughs> but they got it done, man. He prevailed to go ahead and go ahead and win the national championship. Yeah, man, that was that. Yeah, that was definitely a great one. Um, so yeah, college football has been great. You know, they implemented the playoff this decade, and uh, right now it's at four teams. Who knows next decade they can go to eight teams? So you know, we'll see. Uh, but college football is in good shape. Um, we'll see if Alabama can continue its dominance. We'll see if Dabo Sweeney can take over Nick Saban. You know, it's a lot. See if Florida State can get back going. You know, we'll see. We'll we'll see what this next decade has. So, okay, so we winded down here uh, in this episode, but we'll be remiss if we didn't touch on the Olympics, all right? Uh, the Olympics, of course, happen every four years in this decade. We had the 2012 Olympics and the 2016 Olympics. So, Black, uh, let's kick it off with you, man. Just just one of, what are some of your takes from the Olympics, man? You know, what do you remember? What stands out to you in those two uh, um, Olympics? I think they were in London and in Tokyo, I believe. Yeah, man, we only get the Olympics for... Uh uh, four times a year. So no, no, no. I mean, I mean, tw- what? Twice a decade. Every four years. Every four years. Every four years. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. And um, we see some special. We see special athletes and special talent in the Olympics, man. And uh, just one of just one of my favorites. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. He, the, he, he's a human fish, man. He's a human fish, Mr. Michael Phelps. <laughs> yeah. No, how can you? How can you not talk about him and talk about the Olympics? How yeah. can you not? Uh, this guy, he won 16 total medals, nine of them gold. And he set 36 world records. One of the only, the only swimmer to ever do that. He got, it's, it's crazy, man, the things that he's done in the Olympics. Like, this guy, if, if, if you've never seen him, which I know you probably have, you better go to YouTube or something and <laughs> look at this fishing water, man. That's what I call him, the fishing water. Yeah, man. That's how he is when he on, and, um... He uh when in the Olympics, man, it was always great to see him. I hate that we ain't gonna be able to see him no more, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And then um, who can forget Mr. Usain Bolt? You know, one of the greatest runners of our of of, of this decade. Best ever. I have the the best ever. You know, the only man to win the twenty twelve and twenty sixteen one hundred and two hundred meters and set real records uh in the twenty twelve uh in in three uh in three of them. I'm sorry. And um, last but not least uh. Our basketball teams, 2016 and 2012, uh, the most dominant uh, U.S. U.S. basketball team, that's been 2016. We just blew everybody out. 20, we just we just got rid of everybody. So, <laughs> and then our 2012 team just immaculate. Kobe, that was Kobe's last run. So and LeBron's was, and LeBron. So yeah. it was it was amazing to see those guys, you know, do what they did in that championship run for the gold. Yeah, yeah, I can kind of pick it back all black for me. You know, Usain Bolt's dominance. I mean, it was a movie to watch Usain Bolt. You knew what time he was running. You knew where you needed to be to see him run, and he never disappointed. Again, Michael Phelps, uh, total, he had 28 total medals, uh, even with the uh, the team uh, swimming as well, total of 28. He was just just dominant, man. Uh, like you said, a human fish, and it was great to see uh, Michael Phelps do his thing. Especially he dealt with some adversity. He retired, came back, said he wasn't going to do it no more. Still came back and won, so shout out to Phelps. Men's basketball as well. I mean, ain't nothing to really talk about there. Greatest players in the world are right here in America. You get them together, what you expect? What you expect? KD, LeBron, Kobe, Chris Paul, uh, you name them, they was out there giving them the business, all right? And uh, Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Um, 
Let's see. Simone Biles last year, she won a total of five medals. She set the record. She's the first gymnast to do that in the Olympic event. Uh, Simone Biles. She just came in and took the took over the gym, gymnastics world. She was a part of the final five group uh, with others like Gabby Douglas out there as well. So shout out to Simone Biles. She's just so dominant and really looking forward to seeing what she could do in uh, the 2020 Olympics. So uh, shout out to Simone Biles. So. Papa Gary, you got any memories from the Olympics? Anything that kind of stand out to you from uh, 2012, 2016, anything? Well, first of all, uh, Usain Bolt, um, the only person in the Olympics to uh, win the 100 and 200 meters in three consecutive Olympics. Mm. That's, that's unheard of, man. Absolutely. To be able to sustain that kind of excellence. In t- for 12 years and dominate <laughs> and play and toy with guys on the track. Easy. And and it was just just amazing. Simone Biles. Uh, Woo. She 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 just made me be she just made me proud to be a black American. You mm. know what I mean? He, she just her excellence and her physicality on the mat. Yeah. And, and the way she carried herself and uh, and even even when the when the uh, probe came out about the uh, molestation from the from the guy, the coach, State, yeah. yeah, she just she 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 did she handled that with character. So absolutely, she she's a champ on the on the mat and off the mat, as far as I'm concerned. And then of course the uh, the basketball team. What more can you say? You know, <laughs> after after the embarrassment in 2004, we had to regroup and we had to come back strong, and that's what's been happening ever since. I still get pissed about that year in 2004. Yeah. I still, I still, I still get pissed yeah. about it, but it's all good. It's all good. All right, man. So that pretty much wraps up everything, man. We cover a lot uh, with this decade. Of course, we, you know, we, we just speaking from our point of view, things that stuck to us, things that stick out to us from NBA, college, NFL, WWE, MMA. You know, we talked about a lot. Uh, yeah, Papa Gary, you got something? Anything else you want to add? Yeah, I just want to add this. Uh, Serena Williams was named Female of the Decade. For female sure. Female Athlete of the Decade. For sure, for sure. We'd be remiss if we didn't recognize her. She was just dominant oh, yeah. in this decade. Absolutely. Shout out, definitely shout out to Miss Serena Williams. Uh, she's the greatest tennis player and one of the greatest athletes of our time. So, yes, definitely shout out uh, Miss Serena Black. You got anything else you want to wrap up for the decade before we get out of here, man? No, man, I just, it's, it's been a great dec- decade for sports overall, man. Overall, just great decade in, in all the sports from, from, from NFL to basketball to NBA, MLB, wrestling, uh, college football, everything. It's been a great decade to be a sports fan. And I'm just looking forward to, you know, the new decade with sports because I know it's going to be great as well. But, you know, um, I was happy that my nose were able to get a championship in this decade. I want to keep saying it. I want to keep pushing buttons because I love it because I know we're going to get it on Twitter when this comes out. Yeah. You know, but uh, just that man alone in itself, man, and just yeah. seeing the emergence of, you know, the ACC. Dabble, give, give Dabble Sweeney props, props, man. He got two national championships in this decade. When they said the ACC was nothing, you know, it was all SEC this, SEC that. But uh, it's it's great, man. I uh, I'm excited to see what uh, the new decade has to bring for for sports. Yeah, same here, man. Great decade of sports. Uh, highly entertained, highly enjoyed everything, and definitely looking forward to what uh, the next decade brings, man. So uh, this has been our decade in review. Uh, had a great time. Thank you, Papa Gary, for coming through. 
spending some time with us, man, giving your input and uh, hanging out with your boys tonight, you know, so we appreciate you. Um, so, of course, hey, thank y'all for all the support. Thank y'all for everything y'all do for us, listening to our show, interacting with us on Twitter, interacting with us on Instagram. We really appreciate it. We got some bigger and better things coming in 2020, um, and we're excited here at the Sports Desk. So, of course, I'm your man, Deja L. Hicks Jr., uh, one of your favorite sportsologists. Back at it one more time. And this is your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, again, special edition. We're still going to give you the newest episode of Sports Desk uh, in a couple of days, actually. But we want to get this decade off to you guys. So, yeah. And also hit, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Instagram man, Twitter. Uh, hit me up at Black ENL3. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at Dedrick. Uh, Hicks Jr. on Twitter and Instagram as well. And y'all can hit us up on the Reduce Lunch Sports page on Instagram. Y'all interact uh, with us there as well. We really, like I said, we appreciate it's Reduce um, Lunch everything. Sports. It's Reduce Lunch Sports. Shout out you and Kyrie, man. Shout out my dog, Sam, man. <laughs> Shout out you and Kyrie, man. All right, so we're going to get out of here. And until next time, we hope you enjoy this episode. Y'all know how we give it up here uh, on the sports desk. Let me in.